stay on hands-on photography. I got some feedback from you, the loyal hands-on photography listener, regarding lights, flashes, all that good stuff. And you know what? That's quite a broad subject. So we're going to take a, a few minutes to dive into the whole aspect of it to figure out what flash, what light is best for you and your camera. So y'all stay tuned. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This episode of Hands-On Photography is brought to you by Nareva. Nareva has simplified everything about meetings and classroom audio. You get great audio and systems that are easy to install and manage. Visit Nareva.com slash twit and get 50% off one Nareva HDL 300 system for mid-sized rooms when you get a live online demo and buy before December 16th, 2022. Hey, what's happening, everybody? I am Ant Pruitt, and this is Hands-On Photography here on Twit. I hope y'all are doing well. I'm unbelievable, as always. This is the fun and fine podcast where I like to sit down and share different tips and tricks that are going to help make you a better photographer as well as a better post-processor. And I also get to, you know, have some chats and meetups from time to time with the with the uh, photography community and professionals out there that are continuing to do their thing. And they share their tips and tricks with you as well. But today is not one of those episodes. Today is an episode focusing more on you, the loyal hands on photography listeners and uh, some of the feedback that I've gotten from you all. And I figure, hey, why not make that feedback into an episode that's going to be helpful for other folks here in the hands-on photography community. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive right on into this, into today's episode. All right. So, um, I got some feedback and this one actually came from a member in club twit. Now you may have heard of club twit. If you haven't, you're going to hear about it. Now, this is our, our members only platform, uh, where people are allowed to, um, get ad free versions of all of the shows as well as um, be able to get access to a discord server and a whole lot of other uh, benefits that are available inside of club twit. It's only seven bucks a month to join as well as we have the option to just join and and subscribe to only one particular show ad free. There's a lot of options. Just go to twit.tv slash club twit to see all of the details and also help support us here at the network. Okay, that's out of the way. Let's take a look at the feedback. This one came from Uncle Buck and it says, Hi, Ant. I am looking for a recommendation about for a light or something not terribly expensive, but mostly for portrait some boudoir. Thanks. And yes, you know, this is no judgment on uh, people having little tiny typos and things like that. That happens when you're dealing with social media. But I get the gist of of uh, where Uncle Buck was coming, Uncle was coming from with this particular message. And um, so my first question, when I get questions like this regarding, um, hey, what type of so and so should I get for photography? What type of camera? What type of light? What type of modifier? What type of tripod? Um, You know, I have a gazillion recommendations in my head, but my recommendation tends to get thrown out the window as soon as I mention it because I never really considered budget. And I've learned over the years to make sure whenever I get questions about, hey, what 
so-and-so do you recommend for photography? My first follow-up question back to the person is, hey, what's your budget? And he did get back to me regarding what his budget was. And he was saying for um, roughly 300 bucks or so. Cool. Well, I got you covered on that that spectrum there. So whether it's $300, whether it's under $100, whether it's $1,000, I got some options. Uh, but for you folks here in the, in the podcast community, the hands-on photography community, I'm going to go through a bunch of them here um, in a wide perspective uh, regarding the budget, r- regardless of the budget and regardless of the um, capabilities and features on them. So I figure I should just sort of cover a little bit of everything just to make sure there's something out there for everybody because everybody doesn't have the same budgets or particular needs for photography. All right. So I'm going to hop on over to my screen here and we'll take a look at about, I think I had about six or seven, maybe more different lights here in Amazon that's available at the time of this recording. So all of the pricing may change at a future date, but this first one here, this is the Godox SK 400 Mark II professional uh, studio flash. Okay. So this here is what we call a monolite. And this thing is, you know, it's a pretty decent beefy size light that has a tube in the middle of it. And it has a flash ring around the edges of it. These are more so of the, the typical traditional flash um, lights that are used in studio photography. And these are for, these are not for everybody. They're, they're just not. Uh, they they can be quite nice. Um, now, this one is on the lower end of the spectrum from a pricing standpoint. So there are some things that you have to consider um, from a short shortcoming standpoint uh, when it, when you look at this type of monolite. First off, this is only one hundred and forty bucks. So the, the body on it is going to be a lot of plastic. OK, so if I scroll back here. The body on it is fairly plasticky and not necessarily the best in build quality. So it's not something that you're going to be carrying around a lot because I don't think it'll be able to take a beating. This is something if you have a dedicated studio space, um, you set it up and you just leave it. You know, don't keep packing it up, throwing it in the trunk, throwing it in the back of the car, throwing it into a cart or something like that, because over time it's just going to wear out. That plastic is just going to take a beating. But again, if you just want to just set it up and leave it totally great value, it's going to work. And there's some other things to consider with this. This one has to have dedicated power to it. So if you look on the back of it, it has an AC power cord. Uh, option that you need to plug in to the wall. That may be a limitation for some people. So this light and the next couple of lights are all lights that will require some form of AC power. They won't be battery operated. And again, when it's AC power, that tends to mean the pricing is going to be a little bit lower on the um, price range standpoint. So that's the SK uh, 400 Mark II for 140 bucks. Again, 400 watt seconds. I think this is a nice value. And shooting with this one will also require a trigger to uh, f- to make it fire when your camera shutter is 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 clicked. And we I'll show you that here near the end of the episode. But there's usually a, there's a bunch of different triggers available, and they're universal for most cameras out there. And you can get one for roughly seventy dollars, sometimes about fifty dollars, depends on the model. But that's the first light there, and again, that's the Godox SK four hundred Mark II. Next, we shall take a look at this one here. 
We're going up in price a little bit. And this one is a Godox SL150 Mark II, quote, video light. Okay. Now, why is it called a video light? It's called a video light because it's constant lighting. This is a, a COB chip on board LED light, and this is not a flash. It's just a constant light that you flip it on and it stays on and it's set to its 150 watts or you can dim it down to make it less powerful. But 150 watt video light is pretty daggum good for photography if you don't need additional power. When you want to do something like freeze freeze motion, yeah, you want to have a brighter light. You want to have a, a more powerful light to freeze stuff like droplets of water coming off of something or or someone uh, like an athlete jumping. You really want to try to freeze their action. You're going to need a much more powerful light. You were talking about boudoir lighting um, or if you're just talking about portraits or anything like that. The subject is just they're just going to be still. So you don't necessarily think about freezing action, if you will. So something like this will be totally fine. And you don't necessarily have to worry about the learning curve of fighting with the flash because you can see where your light is going to be hitting the subject when you turn it on. You don't necessarily have to go through the guessing game and and worry about fiddling with the power and things like that on the flash. So. This is another good option from Godot's. And again, with that price point, you have to look at build quality. This one is a little bit more on the plasticky side. Uh, I have not used this one, but I have seen it. It's totally fine. If it, again, if it's just going to sit somewhere on a regular basis and not go through a lot of moving around, totally fine to use this. And it is going to require AC power, just like our previous light. Okay. Next up is this one here. Now, this light I have used. This is the actual light that's lighting me right now to record this this episode. And this is the Amaran 100D LED light, very similar to the previous light. Um, it's going to give you 130 watts of power. And it's very, very simple. It's clean light uh, rated at uh, 5600 Kelvin. So that's a, a good setting for your white balance. You can set your camera to that and it's going to look good, period. Uh, Amaran is the less expensive tier for the folks at Aperture. Aperture makes a lot of studio lights for basically more so for the video creators. And again, you can use this light, not just for video, but you can use it to just light a still still life or something like that for photography. It's going to work totally fine. The uh, power is still plug in the build quality on this. It's it's better than the other two that I've mentioned, but it's still not particularly great. Now, this particular handle here, I will tell you, this handle is way better than the competition because those little handles wear out over time as you're starting to tilt the, the light head up and down uh, based on how you have it mounted. Uh, and also being able to mount it onto a light stand, that little screw right there, these things can break off quite easily over time. Amaran and Aperture, theirs are, are, are pretty good. They're top notch and you're not necessarily worried about those falling apart and breaking off anytime soon. And again, notice the price went up just a little bit. You know, now we're up to 200 bucks, but this is still another very good value. All right. Now, right now I'm showing on the screen a flash and this is a different story and a whole different price range. But I, I want to talk about that here 
in a few minutes because there's a lot of things that you have to consider when it comes to using flash photography on top of your camera. And I don't necessarily recommend it. But before I get into that, I want to take just a few minutes to thank this week's fine sponsor, the folks over at Nareva. <laughs> All right. So this episode of Hands Off Photography is brought to you by Nareva. Today's IT pros are in a tough spot. The shift to hybrid working and learning means they must equip and support way more different spaces with audio and video conferencing systems. And at the same time, they're busier than ever with network security and the shift to cloud based solutions, uh, infrastructure issues and a whole lot more. These factors, along with the product shortages and delays, uh, all of it just just leads to an unprecedented strain on IT resources, you know, people, time, expertise and the bottom line, the budget. This has driven customers to demand intelligent products that require minimal effort from IT to deploy and manage at scale with the bonus of requiring zero in user training. Yes, they want this stuff to be set up and not have to have a training session about it. Now, when it comes to audio conferencing in larger spaces, it's common to be faced with multi-component systems that are complicated and costly to design, install, maintain, and manage. Nareva is changing that by offering solutions that deliver a high level of simplicity. With Nareva, you get true four-room mic pickup from just one or two microphones and speaker bars. It's pretty cool. Compare that to the complicated maze of, of multiple mics and speakers and amps and DSPs and cables running all over the place from the traditional systems. This is a this is a no brainer. You can install a Nareva system in almost any space in less than about 30 minutes uh, for the larger spaces. Now, yeah, it's going to take you a little bit longer. It may take you about an hour to set set up a Nareva system still. It's pretty daggum simple and there's no special expertise required. Compare that to the installations for traditional systems that can take your room offline for several days. And then there's some traditional systems that may require you to go from room to room and use some sort of weird software just to get everything configured. Nah, that's not Nareva. With Nareva, you can monitor, manage, update and adjust all your Nareva systems from a powerful cloud-based platform called Nareva Console. Nareva is very scalable for large organizations and their systems cost a fraction of traditional systems. And now you can get 50% off one Nareva HDL 300 system for mid-sized rooms when you get a live online demo and buy before December 16th, 2022. So visit Nareva.com slash twit. That's N-U-R-E-V-A dot com slash twit. And I appreciate Nareva for supporting hands on photography. All right. So let's get back to this here uh, light and flash discussion. So before the break, I mentioned that we had this, you know, this very, very simple, typical speed light that uh, most of the time you would see these on tops of cameras out there. And I got to tell you, that's a big no, no in my world for most um, photography sets. There are some instances where you want to use a speed light on top of the camera, but for what he's talking about in his question, 
No, you don't want that. You want to get something like this and be able to mount it on top of a light stand. And most of the time, these little speed lights do allow you to mount them to the top of a a light stand or put them on some sort of like a little tiny tripod. And they're great. The only problem with this one is they're not quite powerful. You know, they're just not as bright. They'll do good enough for certain situations, but depending on the ambient lighting in your room, you're, you're going to have some battles to th- in things that you'll have to deal with. And the pricing on them, yeah, they're quite nice. It's 72 bucks at the time of recording. This is the Godot's TT60, TT600. I have a couple of these. They work great for just simple product shots. They work great for simple headshots indoors. I don't recommend using this one outside with um, sunlight and things like that because it's just not going to be able to overpower the ambient light from the sun. But again, dealing with um, indoor controlled settings. Yeah, it'll be totally fine for 72 bucks. All right. Next, we're going to go on up the spectrum. Let's see. This is another uh, flash that's pretty common out there in the in the world of photography. My man, oh, doctor. I know he uses this one quite a bit. I've seen it. I've never used it because I'm uh, anyway. It, I, I'll get into that in a minute. But this is the Godot's 8200. Uh, this is very, very popular because of its power. It's got 200 watt seconds. Uh, so it's going to be just a touch brighter than your standard. Well, not a touch brighter. It's going to be a lot brighter than your standard speed lights that you see, such as the one that I just previously showed. And again, you get all the same benefits of being able to mount it to a tripe. A, a tripod or a light stand. This isn't something that's going to be on the on the top of a camera, but you can also get a uh, a, a clamp or a adapter to put on the front of it to add a light modifier. Now, I spoke about light modifiers back in episode 44. I mean, that's a long time ago. So go check out episode 44 as I discuss what a light modifier is and and how it can help with shaping and controlling the light from your flashes here. And this one, again, it's shaped with that rectangular shape. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, for whatever reason, it just seems like I never really get the, the, the control out of something like that. And maybe I'm just imagining things because this thing is really, really popular and people love using this, this 8200. Uh, your mileage may vary and the pricing is starting to get closer to that budget price, uh, of $300 where this one is listed at 249, uh, at the, the time of recording today's episode. That's the Godox. 8200. Okay, so now this one is starting to get closer to my my heart and my preference. This is the Godot's 8100 Pro. Okay, this one does not have the same amount of power as the 8200, but what I do love about it is number one, the build quality, because I have played with one of these, the build quality and the shape of it. Uh, it, it it's, it's, it's not super duper big, it's super portable. Uh, I love that it's rounded. And again, you can put this on a Bowens mount light modifier pretty easily. Just get an adapter for it. that usually doesn't cost anything, maybe 15 bucks or so. And you're going to get decent power. You're not going to get as much power as the 8200, but it's still going to be better than your standard speed light. So again, something that you can use on the go, something that you can use, uh, um, indoors. I can't recommend it out outside because of the lack of power, but this is going to be just great indoors 
And notice this is battery operated. You do not have to have for any of these these lights that I mentioned, you don't have to have them plugged in. So these are just lithium ion batteries and they charge up. And depending on how you shoot, you can get through a full session without a problem with these. Now, if you're just shooting at full power on these the whole time, you might get an hour, hour and a half tops. Just depends. So that's this is another one that, that I, I really enjoy in in definitely closer to my heart. I would recommend this one for sure. Now, next. So, okay, we're moving to our next one here. I love this one. Granted, it's out of your budget. It's at $389, but this one is my of the bunch. It's, this is probably my favorite. And this is the Flashpoint Explore 300. I did a review of this one several years ago on the network, and this light is just Absolutely awesome. The modeling light on it, um, the power that you get in from it, uh, you get in, uh, I want to say right at 300 watt seconds. And it's just, oh, take it outside, shoot with it outside. It was able to over overpower the ambient light from outside. And again, you get all of this extra good stuff with the carrying case and so forth. Um, Battery operated if you need it to be battery operated, but if you want it to be plugged in, you can plug it in. Uh, it's it's just such a great piece of kit. The build quality on it is it's plastic, but it's not necessarily that cheap plastic. Flashpoint is another, um, I guess you can call them the sibling of the Godot's brand. Um, they're not the same people, but they tend to have a lot of the same parts, tend to have a lot of the same model numbers and things like that. Um, you you tend to find Flashpoint on the Adorama website as well, adorama.com. Uh, but this one, man, I this is definitely my favorite light just because of the build quality, because of the power with it and because of the portability. I know this is out of your budget, but this is something that. You get this light, you're going to have this light for a long time because it's going to cover a lot of different scenarios for you. And it's going to be uh, something that you can just pack away and not worry about it taking up a lot of room either in the studio or in storage or anything like that. So right now, 389 at the time of the recording, highly, highly recommend this one. All right. And lastly, I mentioned, you know, you're going to have to have some sort of trigger for these lights. And that's what this is. This is the Godox X Pro and Godox, they make a couple different models for this one here. They make models for the Canon, the Sony, and the Nikon, so forth. Uh, they're not all the same. They look the same, but they're not all the same. So when you're looking them up, make sure you check out the, the actual, um, compatibility. Like this one says an X Pro C that tells me this is for Canon. I shoot Canon. So that's the first one that comes up. And this thing is great. It has all of these customizable buttons. Um, so if you're working with multiple lights in a session, you can customize the lights to have certain power levels, depending on what group they're in. It's just super duper intuitive to use, at least in my opinion. And it allows you to just control your lighting so much more to really make your image just just come to life and look the way you really that you want it to look and not worry about all the extra ambient light out there. Very, very nice tool. And this, you know, that one's 70 bucks. They do make some that are a a little less expensive. Uh, I think you can get one for about $50. But I wouldn't do that one. I would go with this one here, the X pro model here. Such a, such a great tool. All right. Okay. So that's going to do it for this week's episode, folks. I hope that's been helpful. Uh, again, when you're dealing with, with lighting, 
couple of things to consider. Do you need battery power or, or, or do you need AC power or, or, or are you okay with using battery? Okay. Uh, sometimes it's fine to be able to just plug a light up into a wall somewhere, depending on your scenario. Even if you're going off site somewhere, uh, there's a lot of portable power options that may still work for you. So keep that in mind the power that you're going to need for the lights. That's the very first thing. And then you figure out, okay, now uh, how much power do I need output from the light? Do I need something that's going to be really, really big or am I fine with something portable and just, just good enough to, to, to light their faces up, you know, and then you look at your budget and then you look at your, um, your triggers to use for these, Lots of different options out there. And again, make sure you take a look at episode 44 where I discuss light modifiers, because right now I have this big 36 inch light modifier right here on my light. If I didn't have that on, I would look totally different on this podcast. And the same thing goes for when you're using flash photography. Those just bare bulb lights, they're bright, but they're not going to make your subject look good unless you're just trying to create some Hmm, I'll just say interesting looks. (laughs) All right, everybody, Uh, feel free to reach out and share your comments, feedback, um, image critique requests. Just shoot an email over to hop at twit.tv. Again, the email address is hop at twit.tv. Or you can do like my man here in in Discord and just shoot a message in Discord. Well, not a message, just put something in the uh, hands on photography channel, or you can give me a tag on the social media spaces. Uh, I am ant underscore Pruitt on Twitter and Instagram and in Mastodon. Is that what? Yeah. Mastodon, the twit.social instance. I'm easy to find It's It's just give me a, give me a shout, tag me. Uh, let me know uh, the, the thoughts that you have about a particular episode. If you have questions, and if you have an image that you would like for me to critique on air, uh, I can't say I, I can critique everybody's, but um, if I see something that can be great for for everybody in the community, I will do it on air with your consent. So make sure you say in the email, hey, you have my consent to show this image on the show. All right. Thank you. Hey, hey, again, seriously, thank you all for all of the tremendous support. It's been a lot of fun doing this each and every week. Thank you to my man, Mr. Victor, for making me look and sound good and battling through all of my flubs and screw ups here. Uh, You make me look and sound good, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, continue to be safe out there. These viruses and flus and bugs are still just making a lot of people feel unwell. And I'm sorry to hear that. So keep fighting. Keep being safe and um, get on out there and create and dominate. Y'all take care. Hey, we should talk Linux. It's the operating system that runs the Internet, but your game consoles, cell phones, and maybe even the machine on your desk. You already knew all that. What you may not know is that TwitNow is a show dedicated to it, the Untitled Linux Show. Whether you're a Linux pro, a burgeoning sysadmin, or just curious what the big deal is, you should join us on the Club Twit Discord every Saturday afternoon for news, analysis, and tips to sharpen your Linux skills. And then make sure you subscribe to the Club Twit exclusive Untitled Linux Show. Wait, you're not a Club Twit member yet? Well, go to twit.tv slash club twit and sign up. Hope to see you there.